I like I like on your feet or on your knees because it has the most mistakes. <laughs> Makes it real. <laughs> it, it is real rock and roll, man. Real rock and roll, no fix ups. Will we have yeah. lots of cowbell on the new album? I don't know. That might be that might be be fair. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I haven't put any on it yet, have I? Hey, this is Party Like a Rockstar podcast, and I'm your host, Joel. Today's episode is brought to you by Misha's Kind Foods. They're an LA-based small business making the world's finest non-dairy cheese on the market today. They're lactose-free, paleo, keto, kosher, perev, and 100% vegan. If you like what you see, check out the next video. If you like this video, please subscribe and like by clicking the little round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or our other guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle is Joel Rohde. If you haven't already read my book, Memoir of a Rohde, it's now available through Amazon and paperback Kindle or as an audiobook. I hope you enjoy the show. Joe Bouchard is best known as a former member of Blue Oyster Cult. He recently released the album American Rocker. His brother is Albert Bouchard. He's a founding member and the drummer, or a drummer, of Blue Oyster Cult. His newest album is Imaginos 2. It was released last year. You can find both albums on Spotify. It is streaming other places online. I assure you guys it's worth listening to both of them. I had the opportunity to do so in the last couple of days. Thank you, guys. So my first question to you guys is before the kiss. A lot of cowbell and before the kiss, Albert. <laughs> are, we, <laughs> are we reminiscing here? Is this, are we having fun? Is it, are you, you are the cowbell guy. And uh, I did listen yeah, I guess. to you. You know, uh, I played it on the Reaper, but I didn't. Usually we would have Eric Bloom would play the percussion most of the time. Either Eric or David Lucas. Uh-huh. Both who, of which who misremember that uh, they played on uh, Reaper. But I, it's understandable. We're old. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> well, it just your birthday? Is that what you told me, but, Joe? It was just Albert's birthday? No. Yeah, yeah. Joe remembers. He remembers everything, so. If I have a question, I go to Joe. The good and the bad, or just the good? Uh, you don't have to. Try not to go to the bad <laughs> place too much. No, we 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 are in the happy happy mood right now. It's pretty good. Oh yeah, oh, lots good. lots of good stuff happening. We started yeah, oh, our yeah. own record label. We started yeah. a record label in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, how I, many acts do you have? Two. Him oh, and me. Good. One a year. <laughs> but yeah. we may get more. We may get more. And, but uh, we're putting out a lot of stuff. Great. He's got mm-hmm. two double albums. I just put out my uh, seventh solo album. So it's all good. And then one of the yeah. albums then, it was uh, Pink Floyd, Animals. Oh, yeah. You know, I did a special guest. This is fantastic. Super and neat. I think Albert talked to some guy at Cleopatra yeah. about doing right. Some kind of Pink Floyd thing, but, you know, and I never expected anything come of it. So I got an email. I'm stuck at home like everybody, you know, and I get an email. You want to play on a Pink Floyd record? Well, you know, a Pink Floyd tribute record. Did you and ask said, who okay. they were? Uh, yeah, who's Pink Floyd? you have Floyd? to look it up? <laughs> no, I, I know this is going to be a piece of cake, you know. I, I, can, uh, I, can, I can sound like... Uh, Roger Waters any day of the week. 
<laughs> so, but the thing is, the compliment is that had, Roger Waters still sounds like Roger Waters. And yeah, the week. well, so, yeah. Anyway, yeah. though. But anyway, uh, the the guests on this uh, this uh, album were amazing. Yeah. On drums, Billy Cobham, who's an amazing, you know, drummer. We we toured with Billy Cobham in nineteen seventy two with the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Incredible okay. guy, great guy all these years. And so he was the drummer. Um 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 Mraz from Yes was a keyboard player, singer from Dream Theater, James Labrie, um, and on guitar, Al Demiola. Oh yeah, awesome. How good is that? Yeah, that's super yeah. neat. And people have been telling me they they like that track. It's my biggest uh Spotify track. It's super great to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm they glad they you, glad you heard that. They knew about you because of uh actually the Spirits Burning thing, which is oh. on the same label. So oh, Don Falcone actually got that you know, that's put a, well, that, that's a prog rock thing that we've been working on for a couple of years. Yeah. Most yeah, mostly I've Albert, that. but yeah, you know, it spawns a fan question for me. And, and so have you either of you guys ever played with um, or for somebody that was intimidating to be next to and that you were a big fan and, and you were nervous to be around them? Was there any nervousness ever? Yep. Yeah. Jeff Beck. <laughs> Jeff oh. Beck. I got tongue-tied. <laughs> what did you say to him when you finally talked to him? <laughs> I said, good show. <laughs> Great thing to tell him. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> That's about as good as I you know, see. Well, I, I, one time I played for Ringo, he was in the audience and I went out after I played and said, Oh, pleasure to meet you. And he said, thank you. <laughs> Hot checks over there. Uh, <laughs> good. You got any Joe or? Well, you know Pete Townsend. Yeah, you've got to you got to say Pete Townsend is pretty awesome. So yeah. I was in a bar in New York, and in, we were going to go to his show, and I'm sitting there talking to some of my friends from upstate New York, and and uh, next thing you know. Pete Townsend is standing next to me and I'm being introduced and oh Pete and I'm shaking his hand. I'm a big fan, blah, 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 blah. You know, you know, you know, for ages, you know, you've influenced me. And then he says, so what are you doing now? (laughs) And I wait a minute. Pete Townsend asked me a question. I'm supposed to ask him the questions. <laughs> I was I I didn't know what to say. Oh, he said, "Oh, I'm uh, I'm in college. You know, I'm back in college. I was getting my master's degree." And oh, just oh, that's very nice. <laughs> you know, I'm listening to the Who. What have you been doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got to say? Not, that's so how interesting. How can you not Hello? listen to the Who? It's everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, that was that was the hardest one. I've met uh, Mick Jagger and I've met uh, Roger Waters, and they were very nice. But yeah, it wasn't. It was the the biggest biggest stunner for me was uh, when Pete Townsend asked me a question. <laughs> Have you ever met Christopher Walken or Will Ferrell? No. Neither one of you guys. He used oh. to live in my neighborhood over in Weston, Connecticut. And Which one, Walken? Yeah, he used to drive, he'd jog by the house, 
in the, you know, but I didn't know him then, and I, you know, kind of shy, you know, I would stop him on the road while he's jogging, and he would, he would be doing these rolls, and he, you could tell he was running the lines through his head, and he would change his appearance, um, running by the house. It was, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Lived, well, fair, we were talking about, about art beforehand. We were, we were talking about art, and, um, Will Farrell's wife is actually an auctioneer. Damn good one too. By oh the way. yeah, wow. Yeah, wow. So so it was funny. But uh, after that whole thing on Saturday Night Live, you knew I was going here. Sorry, sure. It's coming. Bring it on. Bring it. On. <laughs> but 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 I'll, I could keep it quick because I did listen to something else where you talked about it. But it was a surprise to you. You didn't know they were going to do it. And then was this whole resurgence like exciting? Because I would imagine that it brought on a new audience, possibly with a younger community. And. Yeah, I- Maybe not so much the first one, but, you know, it's been repeated, repeated, and it's just definitely reached a lot, a whole generation we wouldn't have, wouldn't it's have known not, us. It's not only younger. I mean, I was teaching in a inner city uh, public school, high school, Wow, and, which is mostly black and Latino. And all of a sudden, all these kids knew about Blue Oyster Cult. It was completely off their radar until that happened. So you're like famous yeah. guy walking down the halls now. It was yeah. I became instantly a celebrity in the school, and the kids in my music class demanded that we do the skit. We did it. We would do it like every. <laughs> Were you playing the cowbell? No, no. The, all the kids would they would play the cowbell. Did they all get A's, or did you fail any of these kids? <laughs> uh, I think they all got A's. <laughs> it a, was it a gifted school? It was just a public school, or was it a gifted program or anything? Public school, uh, inner city kids. Wow, good wow. on you, man. How neat is that? Yeah. That's cool. He got to go to the White House. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, teacher Met- of the year. Uh, he didn't yeah. get the teacher of the year, but yeah. he was Met- he was invited by Obama to go wow. to the White House. As a he even teacher. got a cool president. We yeah. won't get into politics, but he's cool. <laughs> he was just narrating. Uh, I was watching this really great like National Geographic thing, and I'm like, I know this guy's voice. It was Obama. <laughs> hey, you got to get a gig, you know? Yes. It's like us. You got to get a gig, gig, no matter what. You got poor guys poor. looking for a job. Michelle, uh, Michelle said, Barry, you got to get a job. <laughs> get out of the house. Make something of your life. <laughs> um, uh, Patty Smith, way back in the day. So I, was, I looked into it a little bit. You guys both got to work with her. You sang with her too, Albert, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, so she, you guys met her, I'm assuming because she was dating Alan Lanier. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sandy Perlman discovered her. He was the first person to really, uh, you know, promote her. And she know. was working in a coffee. So I was just reading today. So she was working in a coffee shop. He was uh, a bookstore. It was the bookstore. You're right. Bookstore. Yeah. And they yeah, would yeah. do, uh, poetry readings at the bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he went to her readings and he told her that she should front a band yeah wow she, she, he, then, she should front a band i got a great idea we, you guys can be like jefferson starship with a with a girl lead singer and a guy lead singer and the, i know the girl patty smith and i'm like yeah let's do it <laughs> no i didn't go over with the rest of the guys well, some of the stuff I was reading, I'm assuming, so it was saying because there was a very, there was a strong form of anti-Semitism with her. And so that was part of what got her in the mix, but it was uh, from, 
Richard Metzer, I guess, said Meltzer? it in his thing. Have you heard of any of this stuff? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, uh, I, I think that the idea that Patty Smith is anti-Semitic is absurd, but, uh, but she is really into Muslim culture mm-hmm. and things that, so, you know, which is, to, I mean, let's face it. It was a fantastic culture. I mean, we owe, you know, our, you know, a lot of our science stuff from, to the Muslims, you know, to the, you know, the Arabs. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and, you know, their, their artwork, their, you know, their designs, all of these things are mind boggling, mind boggling. So, yeah. You know. And besides, they discovered hash. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever heard of Howard Marks? English he was an English guy he was a big hashish dealer there's a book called Mr. Nice he passed away a few years ago but he was like one of the biggest convicted hashish dealers in history and he was like the only guy ever to be extradited from Spain to the U.S. well he has a English degree from Oxford a master's degree so he wrote this great bio it's it's amazing and it was on England's bestseller list forever but it's totally worth checking out it's very random here but it's really good so all right here's another one so um back in blue oyster cult days so Albert, you leave. What was it like playing in the band for all those years without your brother there? I'm assuming when you guys were kids, you guys were playing together all the time. Is is that? How yeah, you- yeah. We started. I was ten, and he was eleven. All through junior high and high school, we had a great band. So, mom and dad are musicians, band. or yeah, they no. were musical, but not you know. What we was the name a- of your guys' band in high school? The Regal Tones. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, good. It's a real 60s name. Yeah, it is. That's the great. Regal Tones. <laughs> we had a reunion 40 years later in 2006. That's yeah. And yeah, it was, oh. it was amazing. It was, it was our best gig ever. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was. 2,000 kids in the 2,000 <laughs> what used to be kids. <laughs> middle-aged people in the audience and and we nailed the harmonies for for the first time ever <laughs> yeah we did the first set was like surf the second set was a british invasion so the first set was beach boys and you know um safaris and then the second set was beetles and stones oh the so good yeah, stuff it was fantastic yeah it was, yeah. Yeah, it was a great time yeah we had uh we a, a wardrobe change too yeah we, we all we dressed have... the same <laughs> i'll tell you so here's my favorite one i ask everybody so do you guys have uh gigs you remember back in the day that are funny or they stand out because they're what the heck or you know, how the hell are we going to play here some of ones is uh well, blessed uh... union of soul they did a gig with one of the big motown acts at a girl scout jamboree <laughs> that's a that's a good one (laughs) well we we played just about everywhere and some were some were you you know you're out in the middle of a swamp on a truck and yeah we we played a a show in court lane that it in a riot or they trashed the place that was crazy yeah uh how about yeah, how about that one in uh, Colorado where we flew in the helicopter? Oh, out yeah. In the middle of nowhere. A desert. And in the middle of the desert. And, yeah, uh, 
It was crazy. I saw a tarantula. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How many people were at the gig? It was a big venue. Uh, it was. It was like a, a a patch of you know level. You know, it was it was in the middle of the desert. It was really. I don't remember. It wasn't like there was a stadium or anything. It was just you know yeah. they threw speakers and bunch of hippies stadium. out in the field. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it was the desert. It was really in the desert. Yeah. Because you guys, you guys were flip flopping on singing songs all the time, and I think it's one of the strengths of the group was that you guys did take the, the roles on for the vocal. Was there arguments over who would sing what songs? Yes, there was. Yeah, well, mostly we we would defer to the producer. To yeah, that's. Pick, I mean, pick. it's usually the producer, one of the the three guys, you know, either Lucas or Krugman or Perlman. Uh, would pick who would uh, would sing it, and we'd all try out. You know, we try out for these songs. We had auditions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's the, have you guys heard the masters with the other vocals? Uh, Are they out there? No, we actually recorded them. We just tried them out. Oh, we oh, out. Yeah. We would sing them live in the rehearsal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. By the time we got into the studio, we knew who was going to sing what. The uh, the only exception that I can remember was astronomy. Yeah. Originally, it was Joe and I sang it together, and then they wanted me to sing it. And right before I sang it, I sang uh, "Dominance of Submission," and I totally blew out my voice. Oh, I couldn't sing it. I couldn't. I I just couldn't do it. So Eric Bloom jumped into the the mix, and he sang it, and that's how we got to sing. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty great job. job. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, the album Imaginos. So, is it what you were conceptualizing for all those years? Are you proud of? I'm talking about the first one um, of what it resulted in at the end, Albert. Uh, I was proud of it up to a point until they just kept going and going and going for no reason at all, and uh, it it uh, the quality of the uh, the music suffered and. Uh, uh, the certainly the worst thing about uh, that yeah. first Imaginos is that it took us seven years to finish it, and during that seven years, the the three or four people that signed me to that contract left Colombia, so mm -hmm. my people were not there anymore, and uh, I got you know they didn't do any promotion at all. Yeah, you know was it was terrible they they just they basically released it just so they could uh they could uh recoup it against the blue coat blue oyster cult uh royalties and it, so it was a fine years. <laughs> and they years. and they definitely they didn't promote it whatsoever they didn't believe in it yeah Rob. What's your favorite Blue Oyster Cult album? Is that a fair question? I don't know. It might be a dumb question. There's some great albums, but on your feet or on your oh, you do have a favorite. Yeah, yep. I like I like the first album, the first Blue Oyster, the first Blue Oyster Cult album. That's probably my favorite. It's just uh -huh. mystical and it just laid everything out. I was so happy when we were recording that first album. It was, you know, fantastic. You know. I like I like on your feet or on your knees because it has the most mistakes. 
<laughs> makes it real <laughs> it, it is real rock and roll man real rock and roll no fix-ups yeah, no fixing up no auto tune no cheating of that. no cheating it's just real rock raw <laughs> so i was putting together this podcast at my buddy's house my buddies all have little children at this point most of them do little girl had a question she came out and she okay. uh she said it with like such spirit that I've asked everybody and I've got the most wonderful of answers. It's been very surprising on a lot of them. And the question was, when did you first feel famous? And so if fame is not an answer that you think is fitting for you, just because maybe you don't like the word fame or whatever, when's there a moment in your careers that each of you would choose that was a kernel that changed things, that made you proud of something, something that happened? Uh, what would you say each hmm. of you does? Jeez. Yeah, these tough little kids, man. I, I don't. I I'm still waiting for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I had a few I, of those moments. Once in a while, you know, yeah. I'd be walking on the street in Manhattan, some stranger would come up and say, "Albert Bouchard, I know you. I saw you at the at the Academy of Music with Kiss was opening." But yeah, wow. no, I, I don't know. I don't even really feel that famous i don't know okay i don't know that useful feeling for me to have Mm. well yeah you might get complacent yeah (laughs) yeah like i have to live up to something Mm. and i don't want to do that i i'm just trying as hard as i can to be as good as i can and to create interesting you got a moment joe well, I think playing Madison Square Garden was a, a real uh, thrill. And that was mm-hmm. early on, before Reaper, before we had a hit. We were there with Rod Stewart and the Faces. Yeah. Big time. It was, it was big Matt time. Warhol that night. Who's Andy Warhol? Yeah, he yeah, was there. He was oh, there. wow. David Bowie was there. David Bowie was there. It was the first yeah. time I ever. Are you cutting out who? Bruce Springsteen. Oh, I thought you oh. said Keith Haring. Bruce. Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. was there. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a good. What was uh, Andy Warhol like? Did either one of you guys get a chance to talk? to oh, him? Oh yeah, yeah. I got yeah. to do a photo session with him. Oh wow. We went to the factory uh, a year later. Two maybe it was two years later. Seventy six. It was nineteen seventy six. We went to the factory to take some photos for his magazine interview. And uh, uh, it was nice, except Albert wasn't there. So only four of us showed up. Yeah. He was doing a Vogue spread? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. He was, he was doing his other job or something. <laughs> were, you guys, you know, were you guys protective over one another when you were in the group because you're brothers? Oh, I guess. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I would say absolutely. Absolutely. Did you guys think Don't Fear the Reaper was going to be a huge hit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. I, I, yeah. Albert so used to, I would, I would give Albert a tape to listen to when I was working on songs, and I wouldn't think much of it, but he would always bring it up to the band. Like, Ooh, we got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm sure because of his insistence, we did more of my songs than probably they would have without him, you know. Uh, yeah yeah well you know i i tend to get uh excited about things (laughs) (laughs) 
still to this day. To this day, I do. Oh, I'm so excited about that lead I got yesterday. I can't wait for you. Just send me what you got, man. I uh, no, I know. Well, well, I did a few little. We're 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 in the middle of working on Imaginos three and uh, mutant reformation. Mutant. So, oh, is that what? That's what it's going to be. Mutant res- yeah, reformation. It's Imaginos two bombs over Germany, and right. then. Next one's going to be Imaginos 3, Mutant Reformation. Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, I got a I got a lead on a song yesterday, and I'm waiting on Joe to send me his vocal. So, <laughs> and then that song will Steady's be done. doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Priorities, Joe. Priorities. I got a bunch of stuff from Richie Castellano. He, he did a vocal on a song that we wrote together, and that is crazy good. And, and Mike we, Watt? I like Mike Watt. One of you guys played with Mike Watt. Yeah. 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 Well, he, he says he's going to do something. I'm still waiting. He said, uh, he, he, he told me back in January he was going to do it, but then he went out on this hell, hell ride, you know? And, uh, and I saw him in the city. He says, Oh man, I, once I get back to California, you know, I'm going to do it in May. This was last month. So, um, yeah, he didn't. And then he said, oh, I'm having problems with it. So I I need to call him and get him on the stick. But uh, yeah. We're talking about Mike on... Watt, right? Yes, yeah. Mike Watt. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. going to be part. He'll be part of the Imaginos 3 album. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah, really. Yeah. So, you know, one thing would be, so you guys have done a lot of, you guys have a large body of work. You guys have done a hell of a lot of music through the years. What keeps you going working on these albums? Because it's a lot of damn work, you know? And I, I, I get it's it. Fun. It's like what I do. It's but fun. You have fun still? Oh, yeah. 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 I got all these uh, fancy guitars back there. Got to make them gotta work. Use them? <laughs> I got to justify my habit. <laughs> uh, well, guys, uh, I do. Sorry, I do appreciate your time. If you have anything else that you think would be a fun story or something to add, please share it. But uh, yeah, I, I got there with the background vocals here, and this uh, then I'm going to be done. So I want to try and get back to the city so I can get a good parking spot. Is this your <laughs> Is this your studio, or you're in the studio somewhere? No, we're I'm in uh, Carriage House Studios in Stamford, oh. Connecticut. This is where we made the last two, the last two Blue Coop albums. Yeah, the Blue Coop albums, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. He's got the got the the Neve console here, and awesome, beautiful, beautiful. So are you movie. producing? You're producing some of it too, or you you play and you go, uh, or no, you do. Today I am doing a a uh, rock musical that my friend Dana McCoy has written. So uh, we're actually we finished all the tracking, but we're trying to do some background vocals on her stuff because she wants to come out of here with a with a record. So you're going to try and do it all in one day. We did 20, 20 songs today. Holy crap! <laughs> That's insane. But we got a crack crew here with uh, Mike Fornatel and uh, Alec Morton. So Alec Morton from uh, Raging Slab. Ah. Mike Cornetel from I don't know every everybody plays with him. He's like a New York legend. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, we have yeah. lots of cowbell on the new album. I don't know. That might be that might be be fair. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I haven't put any on it yet, have I? 
I got <laughs> now, you, now you got him started. Yeah, I got it. Okay, it's going to be your fault. You know, it would be a fun album <laughs> if we put my fun. It would be a fun album is if we put you and Will Ferrell together because he's a really good singer. I love his stuff. Oh, yeah, he'd be all about it. Well, oh yeah, we're available. Make yeah. the magic happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, make it happen. Yeah, I'll tell my manager to call his manager. <laughs> my people, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, you cut out. Might be what? I said I'll have my people call his people. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you very much for your time. It is appreciated. You can miss the traffic and get out of there. Yeah. And we're good. Okay. Well, great. Thank Thanks. Thanks. You are welcome. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe by clicking the round button on the bottom right. To learn more about me or the guests on the show, go to joelrody.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. The handle's Joel Rody. And don't forget, when you party like a rock star, don't be a dick. <laughs>